Last week we started a new teaching series called World Changes and it's kind of got behind it the idea that as followers of Jesus Christ we can change the world but in order to do that we need to actually follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Today we're going to look at part two which is being passionately committed to the lost. Have you ever been lost? I remember in my early 20s, I'd just finished university and I decided that to celebrate, I would go on a holiday to Lido de Gesolo in Italy, which is just near Venice. I went on my own, but when I got there, I hooked up with a couple of Scottish guys and we did a day trip to Venice. But when we got there, the group went one direction and we, for some reason, went in another direction. We spent the entire day in Venice and saw none of the sites. We spent most of our time in the residential district of Venice, which isn't quite so interesting. Uh, but in the group, there was a guide who was doing a holiday with us. And he'd been to Venice before, he knew his way around, he knew all the sites. So he took me and his two Scottish guys and said, okay, we're gonna go back again, spend another day in Venice. And we went there and we saw all the sites that we could possibly fit into one day. We were lost the first day, but the second day we had a guide and we had a great time. Jesus wants to guide the lost. In fact, he's gonna go out and seek the lost, bring them to him and guide them in life. And we're gonna learn a little bit about how he did that when he called his first disciples. Then we're gonna look at Luke chapter five. And this is fairly early on in Jesus's ministry. Jesus was making quite a name for himself. Uh, we've already had Jesus in chapter four uh, go to his hometown and tell them what his plans were, what he was going to do, his manifesto. Um, he's going around, he's casting out evil spirits, he's curing, healing so many people. But Jesus, he was a rabbi, he was a teacher, and every rabbi, every teacher had disciples, people that would follow in his footsteps. They would live with him. They would live and breathe their teacher. And they would try their best to be like him and learn from his teaching. And the way it worked in uh, Jewish customs was that they would get the brightest, the best pupil, and they were the ones that would become disciples. Anyone who didn't make the grade just went back to their family business or whatever job they could happen to find. It was only the best of the best, the cream of the crop, who actually became disciples of a rabbi. So let's find out what uh, Jesus was looking for when he looked for his disciples. Well, in chapter five, we're told by Luke that Jesus uh, was once again teaching uh, crowds of people that were gathering around him to hear what he had to say. And he's by the lakes, uh, lakeside, Lake Gennesaret, and uh, he decides, he spots some fishermen uh, putting away their nets, cleaning them from a night's fishing, 
Uh, and he goes to them, he gets in their boats, and he asks them to put the boat out just a little way from shore so, so Jesus could sit there and speak to the crowds uh, who, who were there to, to listen to him. Now, this fisherman that Jesus chose was a guy called Simon. And after Jesus had done his teaching, he says to Simon, look, go out into the deep water, cast out your nets, and, and we'll see what you catch. And Simon says, look, I've been working all, all night trying to catch fish, and I've caught nothing. And, you know, those annoying people, you, you try to get something done, and someone comes along and says, well, have you tried this? Well, that's what Jesus says to Simon. But Simon's very gracious. He says, because it's you, then we'll do that. So he goes out into deep water, casts his nets, and they get such a massive haul of fish that Simon has to call over his partners, James and John, to help him bring the fish in. Now, when Simon sees this miracle, he gets on his knees and says, Lord, I get away from you. I don't deserve to be in your presence. But Jesus said to Simon, he says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. And after saying that, Peter, Simon, as he was known then, and his partners, brothers, James and John, left their boats, left everything they had and followed Jesus. Something similar happens again later in chapter five, where Jesus is wandering around and he comes across a tax collector in his tax booth. And his name was Levi. And tax collectors, they were very wealthy uh, businessmen, but they were very unpopular because one, they worked for the Roman Empire, they were occupying the area at the time. They, worked, they gathered their taxes on their behalf. But also they took quite a big cut, and therefore not only were they traitors, but they were viewed as thieves as well. And yet Jesus goes up to this tax collector, Levi, later to be called Matthew, and tells him to leave everything and follow him. And that is exactly what Levi did. So we've got four guys, Simon, James, John, and Levi, all of which were willing to leave everything they had and follow Jesus. I mean, these fishermen had just had the biggest catch of their life. They were wealthy. They left it all to follow Jesus. See, why were they willing to do that? Well, I think they were willing to do that was because they were lost. They may have had a business. They may have had family and friends, but they felt lost inside. They needed someone that was going to guide them through life. And here comes Jesus, a really amazing man, and offers to guide them through life. He says, I will be your rabbi. You will be my disciples. See, do you feel like those, those men, those fishermen and the tax collector? You've got everything you need. You've got from the outside everything. Maybe you're successful. Maybe you have the money that you need. Maybe you have everything that the world says you need, but inside you feel lost. You feel like you are missing something. What I want to tell you now is that Jesus is seeking you out. Jesus knows that you are lost and he wants to go in there and get you and grab you and guide you in the right direction. Jesus wants you to have 
an abundant life. He wants you to have a life that has more than everything you could possibly desire. And he wants to guide you to that. See, self-help is all well and good. But often we need that external help, that external guide to truly move us on in life. And Jesus wants to be that for you. So we know this because after Levi had given up everything and followed Jesus, he, he, he put on a great feast in his home and he invited not only Jesus, but all his tax collector friends. And the religious people were like, what, what on earth is Jesus doing here? You cannot be a respected rabbi calling people to be disciples and hang out with people like tax collectors and numerous other sinners. And Jesus replied with these words. It's found in chapter, the end of chapter, in chapter 5, verse 31 of Luke. Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. See, Jesus isn't there for the sorted. Jesus isn't there for the people who have everything going for them, who know that they are right, that know that they are sorted. Jesus is there for those who, despite external appearances, know that they are lost and in need of a saviour. But it doesn't stop there. You see, who better to help those who are lost than those who were once lost and but have been guided to a place of security and safety, a place of purpose and abundance. You see, Jesus has come to call and save the lost. We see that when he calls his disciples, but he wants to use those lost people to then become guides themselves. See, those disciples who were just fishermen and hated tax collectors changed the world because it's from those disciples that the word of Jesus Christ spread throughout the world. These are the men that help write the Bible. These are the men that perform miracles and form the, the early church. These are the men that set a trajectory to where we are now, sitting in Hawley, having a, being Hawley Baptist Church 2,000 years later, later, amongst millions of other followers of Jesus Christ. They literally changed the world. There's a guy called John Newton. He lived in the 18th century. He was initially in the Royal Navy. He had a really pretty rubbish uh, time growing up. He had a bad reputation. He joined the Navy. He became a slave trader. But then in a storm uh, one day, he prayed to God. He was saved and he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And he, journeyed, he continued to journey in his faith, but he came to the stage where that once troubled slave trader became an abolitionist, someone who stood against the slave trade, and actually became a church leader as well. And he wrote what is possibly the best known Christian hymn in the entire world, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. See, John Newton knew that he was lost, but Jesus found him and guided him. But John Newton didn't stay that way. 
he went on to become a church leader, to stand up for justice and the rights of, of slaves. And Jesus wants the same for you too. See, Jesus loves you just the way you are. But he loves you too much to leave you that way. He, wants to, he has come to seek you out, to save you, to give you purpose, to give you abundance. And he wants you to help others to find him too, to guide them in life, just as Jesus is guiding you. So do you have a story to tell? Do you have a, a past where you were once lost? Can you be a shining beacon, a lighthouse for those who are lost also? Can you be Jesus to them? Can you introduce them to Jesus, the guide in our life? Because who knows, maybe by doing so, you can change the world too. All you need to be is compassionately committed to the lost. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first. 